Good morning, guys, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. I got a guest today, not on the show, but in my living room. Uh, my wife's son is staying here at the house. So even though it's a little bit damp out here on the deck, uh, we are doing a deck podcast. Um, I don't really have access to uh, the living room. The wife is upstairs. You know how it is. And the dogs have been going in the house. They've been a mess uh, because it's been raining and they haven't wanted to go out. And I didn't feel like walking them. And I worked my overnights this weekend. Just a lot going on with the dogs. Um, So I'm out here with the dogs, forcing them to use the outdoors again uh, as their toilet. (laughs) So, And speaking of the toilet, I mean, we talked a little bit about the Pirates and and the minor league system. There's so many things I could touch on with the Pirates right now. First of all, I did give you guys the heads up that they were um, playing a little bit above their heads for a while there as far as the win losses and that um, that was going to, you know, come to roost later in the year, um, especially after they traded a couple guys at the deadline. Not that they traded anybody like great, great shakes, but Quintana was a solid starter for sure. And... Um, the big fella had a really had a, a knack for getting on base, and he was starting to come around with the bat. I know he's had at least a few good knocks with the um, with the Mets. He hit a grand slam. He hit a um, an RBI double, an RBI single. And uh, I haven't followed the Mets that closely, but you always lose more guys than you gain at the deadline when you're the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, you know that's going to hurt you as well. But I think. I don't know if this is the biggest thing this year, but a big thing is just the schedule gets really bad. I mean, Atlanta, if I go just the rest of the year, um, and Rowanza Contreras did a nice job last night. Um, I was a little concerned about the um, the walks. I mean, if we're going to talk about Rowanza, number one, you know, he had three walks last night, but three walks and four hits is still one whip. So I can't complain about this outing at all. Um, He only threw 89 pitches. Um, If he did learn something in AAA, it's probably um, to not try to strike everybody out, you know, try to put more balls in play so he can go deeper into the game. And this was actually against a really good team, the deepest into any game that he's gone. So I can't really complain about Rowanzi Contreras, you know. He had a good attitude. You know, even though he got sent down for, um, you know, for control purposes, he definitely had a good attitude about it. Um, there was talks that Cruz had a fit when he was sent down. Um, but Rowanzi's not that kind of guy. You know, he has a good attitude about things. But if you're going to um, if you're going to talk about the Pirates, you know, right now, Heineman should not be on the team. Madris should not be on the team. Greg Allen we thought maybe he would be a good um, platoon guy, and maybe he would, but he's not a starter. Um, O'Neill Cruz came around a little bit last night. He hit the really long blast, which is, it wasn't just a line drive. It was, you know, maybe he's going to start swinging a little bit more with a, um, with a launch angle and just become a slugger um, because it's just not, it wasn't working out for him the way things were going and maybe that's what this Dominican guy wants him to do but he did do a little bit better last night fouling off pitches you know he didn't just strike out on three or four pitches in the seventh inning Um, he did eventually strike out a couple times but he seemed like he battled a little bit more in those at bats 
you know, and he hit that home run. Um, Rodolfo Castro, I, I always liked Rodolfo Castro, to be honest with you. I mean, he wasn't a top prospect, and he earned his way onto the roster. But he just does dumb things like not running out ground balls sometimes. Um, he gets really excited in the field when he makes a play, which I like. You know, it gets him thrown at a little bit. It's not that I dislike that, though. I kind of like that. But I just don't think he's good enough to play every day, you know. Um, Chavis and Gamow are pretty similar. Um, really, really, really similar, you know, up and down the board. They're professional players. Probably wouldn't play every day on a really good team. But the team should keep them. I just don't think the team will keep them because they like to dump guys that cost actual money and, you know, bring on um, 4A-type players or prospects that aren't ready. And then you got Marcano. He probably doesn't hit enough um, to be a major league starter. Um, And he certainly shouldn't be a leadoff hitter. I mean, his on-base percentage... Um, career is like 270, something like that, 280. Um, last night, he didn't help that. He went one for four, but he only got on base that one time. So that's 250 on base. So if you see what I'm getting at, like he shouldn't be your leadoff hitter. And I touched a little bit on this on Twitter, that it's a no-brainer to keep Kevin Newman unless you know, you're doing all this for money, which they are. So they'll probably sign Newman... And they'll probably flip him at next year's trade deadline. And fans will probably be okay with it because they never liked Kevin Newman anyway. The problem with that is... I'm going to hit up my vape. The problem with that is Kevin Newman is not nearly as bad as they were making out. Um, The fans like to... um, At least the fans on Twitter. They like to... um, love the prospects and then hate the guy when he actually comes to the team. And what hurt Kevin Newman even more, besides that one year where he just couldn't hit anything, is um, he was taking O'Neill Cruz's position. And people were, you know, levitating O'Neill Cruz to the point where he was going to save the team and be the next Barry Bonds. You know, so it autom- then it automatically turned to Kevin Newman hate, you know. So they're probably not going to keep him. They're probably going to sign him and flip him at next year's deadline. And the problem with that is he's just starting to get good. You know, he's got a solid glove. He's starting to play better. He's a doubles hitter. And I'd be willing to think that he's a good player on a team like the Seattle Mariners or a team like Kansas City, a team that's coming around to win. Um, Kansas City, it's a little bit early to make that call, but they are starting to play better. Um but a team like the Orioles, even though the Orioles have a lot of hitters already, um, he, he'll be a solid player for somebody. Like a team like the Phillies that need defense, you know. And we're just going to let him go probably for someone like Marcano, who's a lot cheaper, at least for the first few years we have him. So we know this is how the team operates. This is the biggest problem with this idea that you're going to win with all young players. I mean, it can be done. If you're really lucky, you're really good at drafting. It's been done a handful of times by teams like the Houston Astros, um, Baltimore Orioles right now. You know, if you're really good at drafting and really good at finding the right guys 
like um, Tampa has been, and then Baltimore has learned from Tampa, especially with the relief pitchers. And maybe because they're in the same division, it was a little bit easier for them to learn. But um, it can be done. It's just that we're not doing it very well. And even if you go to the most recent draft, and I know this is a small sample size and it doesn't mean much, Termar Johnson in his first 20 at-bats is batting 100 with a 430 OPS and no home runs. And then if you go to Elijah Green, now, like I said, it's a small sample size, might not mean anything. Um, He has 40 at-bats and an 800 ops, a home run and a stolen base, and he's batting 275. It's better, you know? It's just a better player. We needed an outfielder. We could have drafted Elijah Green. And he's just better at baseball. I mean, Termoir might have a better hitting tool, according to some so-called experts. But I just think we're making the wrong picks. Henry Davis was certainly not a good pick at 1-1, you know? I mean, he's been hurt all the time. He's just not a great player. And some of the shortstops that we passed up on have been great players. You know, the guy that Boston chose um, because they were lucky enough to draft number four that year. He's doing a nice job, you know. Henry Davis is not even playing yet. Maybe he'll play this week. I don't know. Um, they're not in Altoona because I'm heading out to IUP today. And I, and I definitely would swing by and catch an Altoona game on the way home if they were home, but they're not. I thought about going, and I guess I'm still kicking it around. I thought about going to Pittsburgh and watching uh, Mitch Keller play um, at the stadium on Wednesday. But um, it's not, I can get a $9 ticket on StubHub. Um, the biggest problem I have with that is I have to pay for parking as well, and I have to go into the city during the day, you know, because Wednesday is a day game. And it's just a lot to figure out, you know. I would probably park, if it's a nice day, I'd probably park in the Strip District and walk because you can get uh, $10 parking in the Strip. And you get you can get some good food in the Strip and whatnot. You know, it'd be a fun way to spend the day. But um, I wanted to see Mitch Keller and, you know, how he's coming back from this dead arm, um, how he pitches against a tough lineup like Atlanta, and if he has his velocity back, you know. Uh, I know he's been much more confident this year. I've been a Mitch Keller guy this year in that, you know, he should be a guy that they'll keep. I don't know that they will keep him because he's going to cost actual money. It seems unlikely that they'll keep both him and Brubaker, you know, the guys who have developed and who have pitched well the last couple months. Um, and that that's the other problem. The first problem is they're not very good with judging talent. And the second problem is they don't keep their guys you know, they let guys go as soon as they're getting good. I mean, it takes some guys three or four years to really get good in the major leagues. And then they're good on another team, which is why you can make the case that this team is just like the 4A farm system for teams that are actually trying to spend money and win. You know, like Newman will go to a team that really needs a good defender in the infield, like the Phillies, and potentially help them win in the playoffs. You know, a team that's not worried about spending money. Um, They picked up, even though they were over the uh, luxury tax, the Phillies picked up Thor and like $6 million remaining on him. 
Um, the Pirates wouldn't even consider picking up um, that guy that got dropped and picked up by the Cubs, and he was done. He was hit pretty well. That young kid. The Pirates wouldn't even consider picking up him because he's going to cost you money. You know, he's not in his rookie contract, and you know that the Pittsburgh Pirates, ninety percent of their players are always going to be um, a scrub who makes seven hundred thousand dollars a year, or rookies who make $7,000 a year for their first three and a half years if you manage their service time right. Um, like the Pirates always make sure that they do, you know. I mean, the reason they sent down Suwinski until the middle of August was because you had to manage that service time and make sure you get a full year out of him, you know. Yeah, he's striking out in AAA, you know. But that really has nothing to do with why they're keeping him down there. I said as soon as they sent him down there that um, they were going to keep him down until August because you had to. You know, I did the math. And for some reason, I don't know, for some reason these other podcasts don't acknowledge that as quickly, you know, that that's probably the reason he's down there. Um, and Or just the whole thing that we're doing right now, you know. This whole idea that, you know, we're going to be bad for several more years in order to pile up on young guys to catch lightning in a bottle where they're all good in their first three or four years. Uh, Neil Huntington had a better idea. He kept more of his guys, you know? Like, even if they weren't the best guys, he kept guys on the team for several years, you know? Guys like Neil Walker. Um, He extended the right guys for the most part. You know, guys like Andrew McCutcheon and um, um, the other international guy, Starling Marte. He signed the right starters and kept them. He didn't just flip them at the deadline. Um, And as everybody has talked about, ad nauseum, A.J. Burnett, guys like that. And he just had a, a knack for putting together a really good bullpen. And that's why they won all those years was their dominating bullpen. They didn't have the best lineup. They didn't score a ton of runs. But the back end of that bullpen was just every bit as good as the Braves are now. And the Braves were last year in winning the World Series. It's just that the Braves have a really good lineup as well. Um, But don't get me wrong. Those teams were really good under Neil Huntington. You, You don't win 95, 97, 99 games a year with not being that good. You know, it was just that St. Louis was better and they never really won a division title. Now, they did win a wild card and they did get a, um, a series. And I believe they lost that series to the St. Louis Cardinals. But at least Neil Huntington was a little better at drafting. I mean, he would get the right guys once in a while. And he was better at keeping guys and not just always having um, waves of rookies coming in. Which is why I don't see this working because our waves of rookies aren't very good, you know? And you just keep playing guys like Bly Madras because he wants to make sure that the Pirates are going to finish in the bottom three. And I don't think there's any question that they're going to finish in the bottom three as bad as their schedule is the rest of the way. But I just don't see this team ever being good under Ben Sherrington um, unless there's some major changes in 2027 uh i think there will be a um a salary floor hopefully it, it's put in right away and hopefully it's pretty significant like 140 million or something like that 
um, and force the team to spend some money on the major league payroll. And then maybe you got a shot, you know. But then you got to look at um, Ben Charrington at, as the other stuff like, well, is he is he drafting the right people? Um, and the only draft picks that I can really say that have looked really good under him so far is Anthony Solomedo. Nobody else really jumps out at me as somebody who's looked really good so far. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anybody. And that's three drafts. So, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know if Ben Charrington is the guy. I mean, he did come out with his comments the other day, and he made some good points as far as saying that it takes it takes young guys a good two or three years to get their footing in the major leagues. You know, which is why I do think O'Neill Cruz will be an okay player at some point. A 2020-2020 player, as <laughs> like I said. And nothing to do with the year 2020. He's just going to hit on all, all of his 20s. Um, and he showed that yesterday with the ability to hit that home run, which I thought it was heading for the river, frankly. Um, but I don't know. It must Maybe it hit off the top seats and bounced back in. But there were people scrambling for the ball in the stands. So it must have hit somewhere in the ballpark. Um, but anyways, you know. Like I said, they do have guys coming up. I just don't see them having any stars coming up. I said Nick Gonzalez is probably going to be a below average to an average second baseman. Henry Davis could be a an below average to an average first baseman. Um, you could have Lyover Paguero. He's probably a below average designated hitter. Um, so, you know, where are these guys that are going to be like above average players, you know? Other than... Um, Brian Reynolds, you know, who they haven't extended yet. And I still think he's probably going to get traded, you know. And now we're back to where I, I was months ago that we're just on the road to nowhere, you know. And if you're going to watch this team, just don't have the illusion that they're ever going to be good, you know, because they're going to win 40 percent of their games most years. They might win 43% of their games at home. So if you go see them in Pittsburgh, you got a 43% chance, almost half chance, 50-50 chance that they're going to win. So that's what you got, you know? I mean, if you're willing to accept that and not blame the coaches, you know? Oh, Michael Harris the second for Atlanta. He's a better rookie because the coaching's better. No, they just drafted a better guy, you know? I mean, maybe their development in the minor league is slightly better. But for the most part, they made the right pick and we made the wrong picks, you know. Now, we have made a couple good picks. I think they're Huntington picks. But um, I do like what I'm seeing from Michael Burrows and Quinn Priester as far as development. But if you look at Miami, they have drafted all good pitchers and they can hit. And even though they're further along in, if you want to call it a total teardown or a rebuild or tanking or whatever you want to call it, they still haven't been able to win more than 60-some games a year. You know, maybe they'll win 70 this year, but even that's not a guarantee. So I, I, I'm even less hopeful than I was earlier in the year as far as are they ever going to win 75 games. 
Um, I think that these guys will make it to the major leagues and they'll be below average guys for the most part from a hitting standpoint. But they don't have any above average hitters in the system. And, you know, they're not going to go out and sign an above average hitter. And they're not going to be able to package together, you know, some of this depth because people aren't going to want this depth, you know. Because these guys need to be protected for Rule 5 and other teams have their own Rule 5 guys. So there really is no plan under Ben Sherrington as far as a chance to win for this team. Um, it's probably not going to happen, you know. And I'm probably the only podcast that's going to give it to you straight and tell you that stuff. But that's just the way I see it, you know. And I'm not being Mark Madden because I follow the team a lot more than he does, you know. I'm just being... I'm just giving you my honest assessment, you know. I mean, you know I was all excited last year about this whole idea. But I can see now, a year in, that it's just not working, you know. And it's not going to work under this general manager. So, I mean, it's kind of a bummer. But just don't, like, don't go life or death on the win-losses. Because they're going to lose most of their games. Just enjoy, like, whoever you, whoever you like seeing, you know. Maybe it's O'Neill Cruz coming up. Maybe you like Rodolfo Castro. Um, maybe you really like Mitch Keller or Rowanzi Contreras, who is a real good choice there. And just pick a couple guys that you like rooting for. Um, but don't ever expect this team to win. And then you pick some guys in the minors that you like coming up. Like for me, it's Gorski and uh, Michael Burrows. They're my favorite guys right now, probably. I like those guys, you know. Um, they've just worked really hard at their craft. And, you know, they're coming, it's, they're putting it together, you know. Maybe Gorski will even come back in September in the Arizona Fall League. But, yeah, just pick a couple guys that you like. But don't bother getting too aggravated about this team because it's not a viable plan. Their biggest plan is to keep payroll down and to keep pushing winning into the future. And, you know, just enjoy watching the Pirates. You know, you could be a Pirate fan. Just don't expect them to win, you know. You could pick a couple favorite players who are going to stick around for at least three or four years. Like, you know Rowanzi's going to stick around for at least three or four years, you know. So if you want to buy a jersey, buy his jersey. I mean, he might get hurt, but what are you going to do, you know. They don't really have a position player other than O'Neill Cruz. If you like his jersey, buy his jersey. You know, I'm sure that a lot of people are buying Cruz jerseys out there. But again, it's just not working, you know. So I'm going to focus this podcast a lot on just the minor leagues going forward the rest of the year. Um, I'm going to focus on just, you know, a certain segment of guys in the minor leagues and then just kind of keep up with how they're doing, you know, because there's really nothing worth talking about here with this major league team. You know, they're going to get a lot a top three lottery drawing. Um they're not going to win many of these remaining games. There's not going to be many fans showing up. And Cruz might get a little better. You know, you might see a little bit of development. Um, I don't think you'll see any kind of development out of guys like Bly McDriss or Tyler Heineman or those guys that I mentioned that shouldn't even be in the lineup. Maybe Rodolfo Castro develops a little bit, you know. Maybe g Bay comes up and actually hits. I mean, anything is possible. But for the most part, you know, I, I'm not buying into this whole tanking thing that the Pittsburgh Pirates are ever going to win because I've really studied it and thought about it, and I just don't see a pathway to that happening in 2025. So, 
It is, and here's another reason the Cubs are going to be a playoff team in a couple years because they have they already have some good guys. They're trying to keep Wilson Contreras, and they are willing to spend the money it takes. You know, the Cardinals are still going to be a playoff game in a couple a team in a couple years. So you know who the playoff teams are out of the division. It's not going to be Pittsburgh. So I mean, for several reasons, this team is not going to win under Neil under Ben Sherrington. You know. They would probably have to get a new general manager and really somebody who really knows how to work that salary floor when it hits in 2017. And if you think that's kind of depressing, don't, you know, just enjoy the fall, which is one of the nicest times of the year. Just enjoy the minor leagues, you know. And like I said, if you go to a Pittsburgh Pirates game at PNC Bank, first of all, use StubHub because you get a ticket for only nine bucks. And second of all, just relax and enjoy the game, you know. And maybe they'll even win. Peace out.